Powerful at Work Radio, episode 42. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. Alex Gilbert is a New Yorker, a Mets fan, a yogi, and a brunch enthusiast. She also has dyslexia and ADHD. After spending her career working in leadership development, she decided to start a consulting and coaching business that will help adults with learning disabilities and or ADHD like herself who have been struggling in their careers. Her business, Cape Able Consulting, was created to help them navigate their day-to-day workloads so that they feel supported and are able to reach their highest potential. Her biggest goal in creating capable consulting is to change the stigma surrounding learning disabilities and ADHD by reminding people what they're capable of. Alex Gilbert, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you are here. Tell us a little bit about your background, because aside from being a New Yorker, there's a lot more exciting stuff that you're bringing to our interview today. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of start with my story being eight years old and being diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD. And I was really privileged to be diagnosed when I was because of my parents who were unbelievably diligent when our school district didn't want to diagnose me with anything. And they were able to pay for outside testing. And when our school district wouldn't provide any services, my family moved to a new town so that I could have all kinds of services all the way through college. And I was succeeding because I was staying on peer, staying on par with my peers, getting all of these resources. But then when I graduated from college and started working, nothing like that existed. All of the resources, all of the tools that I'd ever had the privilege of having was apples and oranges. You know, I can't ask for a separate testing location and extra time on a test when your boss is handing you work and says this deadline is due in an hour and it's time to go. So I was really struggling with my mental health, my well-being, and really struggling in my job. And after about a decade or so of working in program and leadership development, I was laid off from my job because of COVID. And I thought, what am I doing? Why am I going to jump back into this corporate environment that is not supporting me the way I need to be supported and help me thrive? So kind of overnight, I had had this dream of starting what I call now capable, C-A-P-E, able consulting. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to support other adults with learning disabilities and ADHD. That's awesome because you're talking about an experience where if I can put it into words myself, it sounds like the carpet was taken out from under you when you left college, because I'm aware that there's a lot of support for young adults and, and children growing up for this stuff. Even school systems have been responsive to some of those needs because they've needed to be in order to be able to teach people that have special needs and special learning capabilities. So I think that's really healthy, but you're right. I think in the workforce, we've been slow to change. And as leaders and business owners, we need to change that. Yeah. I think the fact that we've had the disruption in COVID that we had is a perfect opportunity to say, okay, maybe this is a good time to start from scratch. And in a perfect world, what would we do? So maybe Alex, we can have that conversation and you can kind of pick some low hanging fruit that we can tackle right away. If you had to do that, what would be some of the advice that you you would give us? Well, first of all, I feel like you just nailed it in the head in terms of 
why I've been so frustrated because there are all these resources for kids and for students and for parents and educators and nothing for adults. You don't outgrow it. And that's part of the struggle and the responsibilities are different. I would say Mm -hmm. in the workplace, it really comes down to communicating, Mm. making an environment that is open and inclusive and talking about what are your needs. And I think that's what's part of this unique situation that we've been in because of COVID and working from home is that everyone is being hyper aware and hypersensitive to their own needs, whether it was because of a learning disability or ADHD, or it was because you had kids at home or you were taking care of a sick relative or whatever the case was, everybody had to adapt and the conversations were much more fluid. And that's one of the things that I try and do as part of my business is as a consultant working with companies to try and make it a much more inclusive thing. And that's part of what I talk about. How can Mm -hmm. you create this open, fluid conversation that makes everybody feel comfortable to say, this is how I think, this is how I learn, this is how I organize, this is my needs in order for me to be successful. How can we support each other? And those are universal principles that we should be doing in establishing a healthy culture. And I I think that sometimes we get hung up on the stigmas and maybe even the awkward moments of, oh my gosh, someone has ADHD. I have to be delicate in my conversation. But in general, if we treat each other as the humans that we are, we are, we all have unique needs. (laughs) And I think as leaders, when we demonstrate that we are willing to not, maybe not bend over backwards, because I think that is maybe a little bit it's healthy to have boundaries as leaders and and have requirements and have standards and have excellence and, you know, things like that. But we have to be willing to show that, A, I chose you, I hired you because I see a lot of potential in you and I see that you bring value to this organization. And now that you're part of the family, I want you to know that I'm willing to be flexible with you and provide you the unique support that you need so that you can thrive. And that's the kind of thing that we should have with everyone, not just with people with special needs. And maybe that's what would make you feel more safe. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that's really challenging for people who have a learning disability or ADHD is they don't want to say, I have, for me, it's dyslexia. I, I have dyslexia and have ADHD. I openly spoke about that in every job I've ever had in every interview I ever had, because I do feel like it has given me so many unique opportunities, but also I I just think differently and I organize differently. And that's something that's valuable. And I always saw it as, as that. Um, But I think people feel like they can't share that that is their status because they don't want to be seen as incapable or stupid or not good at their job. But you mentioned Mm -hmm. hiring somebody because they were capable. I mean, there's so many unique characteristics of somebody who has a learning disability or ADHD that others don't have that are huge benefits to companies and organizations. But if you're not in the right environment to thrive and you're not in the right Mm -hmm. environment to succeed, you're not going to see them at their highest potential. You're going to see somebody who's burnt out faster than everybody else who is struggling to meet deadlines, who is missing all kinds of information, making spelling errors, doing all of that kind of other stuff, as opposed to just saying, what do you need for me to help you be your best? 
That's perfect. And we're getting into the discussion of diversity because what we're doing is the conversations out there, no one in 2021 ignores the fact that diversity is a good thing. I think you'd have to be under a rock to ignore that. And so yeah. we, we all understand in, in theory that this is a good thing, but we don't know how to actually implement it. And implementation mm. really is as simple as saying, I just, I just need to be flexible as a leader. I need to be able to take a step back and go, if the infrastructure that I've set in place isn't working for this unique individual, then what can I do to change it in order to get the benefits of this diversity that I've acquired? And I think that's where we drop the ball because it's easier to say, well, they just don't fit. Well, but we didn't really try either. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers of that. And and one of the things that is frustrating to me is we're talking about a fairly small population of people. There's about 4% of people who have a learning disability or ADHD that are diagnosed. And it's often not diagnosed until you're an adult. And that's a whole nother piece, but we're talking diagnosed. There's about 4% of adults who are in the workplace. But if you zoom in on that population, about 30% of them struggle in their jobs because they're not set up in the right environment. And 60% of them get fired from their job because they're not the right setting for them, or they, they didn't have the flexibility, or they didn't have the support that they needed to succeed. And again, we're talking about people who have unbelievable skills that are not being Mm -hmm. utilized. So it's really frustrating. And I often talk to people who are being fired from their jobs in in all kinds of environments. But actually, what's been really interesting is I've been working with people, you know, during the pandemic, and a few of my clients are actually doing so well during the pandemic and working from home because they can create their own time and setting and organization and structure for them that they've been promoted because this is the first time that they actually can thrive in the environment they're creating for themselves. And that says something. Absolutely. That's a message of hope right there, because it sounds like for people who maybe don't think it's possible to make the changes, that's evidence there that it it doesn't require major changes. We just need to be willing. And I think that the fact that 90% of that 4% is, is either fired or struggling, it is a small fraction, but for all of them to not be accommodated is sad. We should pay attention to that. So I love that statistic because now we get to change it and we get to make it right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I try and work. I I have two parts in my business. One is my one-on-one coaching with individuals who have a learning disability or ADHD. And the other is corporate clients and, and organizations. And I really focus this on what I call best practices versus best principles. Best practices okay. assumes that everyone can do the exact same thing and end up with the same result. No company is the same, no person is the same, no organization is the same. So that doesn't work in every place. So I, I try to avoid best practices and work on best principles, meaning we have the same goal and how we get there is really gonna be up to you. How can we design something that is going to make sense to you that is going to be sustainable and attainable and really succeed overall. I love this distinction. I I don't think I've ever heard anyone uh, phrase it this way. So let's spend some time on it because I think a lot of companies 
live off of best practices. It's like, mm-hmm. so-and-so tried it. I don't want to get sued. I'm worried about liability. I'm worried about risk. They tried it. It's tried and true. Let's just go with that. Let's not reinvent the wheel. It's the like, Google You're talking model. about a major shift. It's the what? No, the Google model that had these open floor plans that Google got rid of years ago, but everyone else is still doing that thinking, oh, it's going to increase productivity. It didn't work for them. <laughs> Yet we're still doing it. <laughs> we we, we, we didn't catch the the, nope. the, the final chapter. Nope. <laughs> we, we read halfway through the book and, and decided to try it out. Without, exactly. Until <laughs> the end. I, that's, a, that's a perfect example because you're right. I, I, I think that when we are more willing to look at the end goal and more flexible with how to get there, it's more realistic, I think, for mm-hmm. us in general. And it allows more opportunity to slow down and pause and reflect and see how everything is going so that it truly is the result we want. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of places don't do that because, as you said, they read part of the book and they're like, okay, I get it. Let's go. <laughs> but they probably didn't ask their employees what their needs were. They probably didn't look at their actual space and see could their space accommodate whatever it was that they were trying to change. You know, there's so many layers of this to create not only satisfied employees, but productive employees. And satisfied and productive usually go hand in hand. Yes. And and I think the humility that we're calling for in leaders here is the humility that says, I don't know everything. I don't see everything. And I'm willing to trust my people to, to have a better view and to share their perspective with me so that we can get an actually better result. And I think that empowers people who know they're valued and who do understand their capabilities. Even if, even if I were to try to accommodate your skill set, but didn't actually understand how you experience life differently than I do, I think I could trust you to still deliver something There can still be a sense of loyalty. Like maybe I don't have to understand it deeply until I work with you for a few years, but maybe I'm still willing to take a risk and be open and willing to take a chance and connect with you. Yeah. I mean, part of it is learning. Listen, the employee themselves need to know themselves well enough to advocate for what their needs are. And sometimes that's really difficult, especially if Mm -hmm. it's in an environment that doesn't feel safe to say, these are my needs. But I would also talk about the fact that accommodating goes on so many different perspectives. I can be accommodating to my boss's needs and follow everything that they're looking for, but they could also Mm -hmm. accommodate my needs in order to help them accomplish what we want. Again, I think this open dialogue is really what's best for everyone to really be able to express how they think and how they learn. And if we had everyone who thought exactly the same way, we'd have no change, we'd have no innovation, and we'd get nowhere. We'd be running in circles of each other. Mm -hmm. And so people are being employed by other companies from different places because they bring kind of a different perspective. So that dialogue matters. Mm. And coming from a place of humility and saying, I don't necessarily understand, but we both want the same thing. Let's make it happen. I don't think you need to necessarily understand how someone is feeling, but you can listen and you can empathize and you can give them the comfort that they need in a professional way. And and that's, it doesn't have to be that hard. Let's use an example. And if, and if you don't mind, I'm going to use you as an example, because dyslexia is something that obviously 
I take for granted that I don't struggle with that and I'm able to, to write freely. And if I have to have a conversation with you about a, a, a written work product that maybe isn't up to standard, what's the easiest way for me to approach you without imposing judgment on your dyslexia? You're saying if I handed you something that was handwritten? Maybe it's a proposal that you handed and it, and there's some deficiencies in there because of the dyslexia. Clearly, I, I feel like people struggle just having that delicate conversation because they don't want to offend you. Right. You don't want to be offensive. Yeah. You don't want to be rude. Like I get what's happening here, but how do I talk about it with you? <laughs> you know, like, I, I would say I, I read through the proposal and I think that what you were trying to convey here is not necessarily how it reads. Is there any way that we can set up a proofreader before it goes from A to B, can we put somebody in the middle to proofread some of what you're doing? And it's not necessarily someone's standing over your shoulder and checking over, but occasionally when you're looking at the same document over and over and over again, wants another pair of eyes. Did you miss something? And I would approach it that way. Like, oh, you know what? Mm, I always okay. have things proofread for myself. I always send it to somebody else because I've been staring at this document too long. Would that be something that would help you before we send it off to a client and make sure that everyone's on the same page. I mean, none of that is offensive. And all of that is, again, we're on the same level it's of pretty generic. You're, you're right. I, I think I think anybody could benefit from a proofreader. Yeah. I mean, and look, there's other programs that I also think are wonderful, like Featurefy, which actually reads emails, documents, whatever else that you can download. And Grammarly is another program that checks for grammar mm -hmm. and if you're miss words or you need a rephrase of your sentences that are great resources and they're free, but there's also paid versions. And that could be something that the conversation could be if this continues to be an issue to say, mm -hmm. are, are there software updates that we can add that our company could provide, could pay for to help you feel your best as you're sending something off? And again, I think people would use that who don't have dyslexia or ADHD. There's right. We're, we're in this whole level of send this email really quickly. And often people don't proofread because they just want to get it off their to-do right. list. So right, right. those are little things that you could say or do or have your organization or your company provide as a resource for everybody. And you know what? It kind of brings us full circle because you're talking about the fact that you're bringing to light a need that actually benefits everyone. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that it may be a little bit more obvious when, when the need is yours. But really, that's a perfect example of how having you in this organization makes this organization better for everyone. Yeah, and that's kind of what I talk about during my consulting sessions is think of this as you have a ramp to your front door. Your ramp is now mm. making your front door accessible to everyone, whether they are in a chair, walker, or stroller, have no issues walking and can get through the door. That's what you're creating for your environment. If you are providing mm. software like Speechify or Grammarly, or everyone has a proofreader when they're sending big documents to clients or something along those lines, everybody else is gonna feel comfortable to do that. You know, if you provide noise canceling headphones, if it's an open office space, everybody's going to use that because it's now available and they're going to be more productive and happy. So 
yeah, it doesn't right. matter if it's with a learning disability or not, but it sure as hell makes that person who has a learning disability or ADHD much more comfortable to work there. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing it full circle. I think we're getting ready here to wrap up, but you've got some amazing events coming up here in the yeah. near future. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm running a workshop as people are starting to go back into the office and getting a little anxious about how to go from working from home into the office setting again. I'm running two workshops. It's the same workshop, just on two different days. It's called Going Back to the Office Workshop on August 12th and on August 18th. And it's a one hour workshop just to help you feel more confident to go back. Where would we sign up for that? Yeah. So you can go to my website, which Again, I spell capable the way I see it as dyslexic. It's capableconsulting.com or you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Capable Consulting LLC or on Instagram at I am capable. Perfect. We'll have those links in the show notes for our listeners to be able to connect with you and take advantage of the, these trainings. Perfect. And any final thoughts that you might have just to, to have our listeners take action? I would say... If you are struggling in any way, shape, or form, whether you have a learning disability or ADHD or you don't, getting to know yourself is the best way you can help yourself advocate for what your needs are. So maybe take some notes about your journey throughout the day. Maybe you're taking some time for you to meditate in the middle of the day or walk. Those little things add up, and that's what you need for yourself in order to help you succeed. And I think that advice applies maybe to all of us that we get yeah, to know ourselves. So it, for the business owner that's listening and wants to maybe encourage some of these walks and taking journaling moments. And if you want to encourage your people to get to know themselves so that they can then communicate to you what they need from you, that would be a really healthy implementation in your company. Everyone needs to know themselves. Everyone needs to better their own mental health in order to succeed. So yes, I totally, totally on board with that. Beautiful. Thank you for closing us with that message, Alex. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.